What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Ghost Generation Podcast. My name is Dylan. I'm your host. Um, so this episode is going to be kind of different than my other episodes, the other three that I have posted right now. Um, if you listen to those, you'll know that usually I'm pretty structured with my episodes. You know, I read from a script. It's just top to bottom, regular scripted podcast, and then I sign off sort of thing. Um, this one's going to be totally unscripted. I'm just going to go right off the dome piece with everything I'm talking about today. I'm going to be talking about psychic mediums, um, abilities that I've encountered, uh, kind of like things to watch out for, stuff like that. But like I said, totally unscripted. I'm going to try to do it in as few takes as possible, just so it's just kind of that raw Dylan energy. Because I feel like in my other podcasts, you don't really get a feel for my personality. I'm just kind of like a robot reading from a script, and I'm not really a big fan of that. But you'll see in this podcast that I get really derailed really easily, kind of like, you know, off topic a lot. So if you know me in real life, too, you can kind of relate that back to that. But yeah, anyway, talking about psychic mediums, their historical significance, what they are in modern day, um, what to look out for, and I guess my own abilities that I've never really talked about extensively. But uh yeah, let's get into it, shall we? Um, historically, psychic mediums have been really highly regarded, also been known as uh, soothsayers or oracles. Um, that's actually where like the oracle board or talking board comes from for Ouija boards, but I'll, you know that's another podcast for another day. But yeah, um, all the way back to ancient Rome, Greece, Egypt, all of these ancient civilizations would always go to these oracles or these soothsayers in an effort to see stuff in the future. Um, these rulers would want to make educated decisions, you know, if they're going to war with someone, if they're going to invade someone, um, if they're going to marry someone, etc. They wanted to make sure that they were making the correct decision. So they would often consult these oracles or these soothsayers who claim they could see into the future. Um, often they would have psychics and such that they would consult as well to kind of get what their ancestors wanted them to do. So they'd get both sides, you know, what's going to happen in the future and what their ancestors wanted them to do. Uh, this went from, you know, ancient civilizations, as I said, all the way up until about the 1900s, early 1900s with Rasputin. Um, around that time, I feel like a lot of psychics were kind of discredited. And as the monarchies fell apart in Europe, um, people, I guess, kind of moved away from that. So, you know, it's not like the president goes to an oracle now. But, Yeah. Um, in modern day, I believe that they've taken on kind of a different role. I don't really see a lot of people predicting the future anymore. Um, but I see a lot of people claiming that they can talk to the dead. Uh, personally, I believe it's about 50-50. I think that 50% of people are legitimately able to make contact with the other side in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I believe that the other 50% are just people who are really good at psychologically, is that a word, psychologically, yeah, uh, psychologically evaluating, evaluating people and kind of basing the quote-unquote readings off of their, uh, their body language, um, I'll kind of get into that, but, um, I think it's really kind of a dangerous thing to get into, because if you drive down, like, Lake George is an area near me, um, it's a pretty urban area, I guess, in uh, upstate New York, 
and there's at least two or three buildings that on the outside there's a huge sign that says like psychic you know twenty dollar readings or whatever um for the most part i don't believe those like small town psychics you can really put a lot of weight into maybe you can i don't know maybe i'm just being a hater but i feel like a lot of these small town psychics who um you know offer really cheap readings they're just kind of uh really good at reading um like reading people's body language making really um i guess vague generalizations and then building off of that like for example if i say you know to someone my age i go oh your grandfather's reaching out to me he was in the army in world war ii chances are anyone around my age our grandparents were in the second world war most people joined the army or the navy because you know air force was part of the army at that point so it's like you know i can make really rough generalizations and build off of those um a lot of people make corrections and they don't even realize it either like if i were to say your grandfather was in the army you'll be like oh no he was in the navy but like he was in the military in world war ii you know, like we make these subtle corrections that build into their story, but we're still reinforcing it, if that makes sense. Um, so I feel like a lot of people are really just able to really uh, base their verbiage off of body language. And I think that's really dangerous because a lot of people go to psychics because they want either answers, um, they want to make contact with relatives who have passed away or friends that have passed away. So they're emotionally vulnerable. Um, so I feel like a lot of people just really want to prey on those who are vulnerable and looking for answers, which kind of sucks, you know, but I guess most psychics don't really guarantee answers. I guess it's still classified as entertainment, but, uh, yeah, just definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, I had a reading from, or I had a reading done by Tessa Del Zappo. She's like a big name in the paranormal field now. Um, back in like 2015 or 2016 at Rolling Hills Asylum when Steve and I hosted a convention out there. Um, she was a like a smaller name at that point, but I feel like she's really accurate in her readings even to this day. I think her reading was really awesome. Um, so I don't know, I guess just look for reputable names in the field. I guess that's kind of difficult. You can't really ever tell who's just reading body language and who's actually who actually has, has an ability, I don't know, um, but a little bit about me, my family, uh, my family regards ourselves as sensitive, we never call ourselves psychic, or, you know, mediums, or anything like that, we just say that we're sensitive to things on the other side, so growing up, I always kind of, uh, heard stories from, you know, my, my mom's side that said that we were sensitive, uh, started with my grandmother, she said one night that she was sleeping over at her friend's house, and she was sleeping in front of like the fireplace because it was winter and they didn't have central heating or something but um she was sleeping in front of the fireplace and she heard kids laughing so she woke up she's like that's weird there's no kids in the house so she just kind of sits up and looks in front of her and there's a little boy and little girl just sitting there like playing on the ground in front of the fireplace she was like how did kids get in here like she was kind of in that state where she was groggy so wasn't really you know making much sense of what was going on but she's just sitting there staring at him like why are there kids in the house like where did they come from what are they doing and then she said it's almost like someone called their name because they just you know they looked away or they looked up and then they vanished 
So she said that kind of messed her up for a while, but apparently her friend had seen a lot of stuff like that in their house. So she didn't really think anything of it. She's like, oh, you know, freak occurrence. Maybe it was just a bad dream, whatever. Um, but she's had a lot of stories like that where she needed help, you know, writing papers for her masters. And she'll just see like a random beam of light pointing towards like, you know, a book or an, a certain resource that she needed to use. Um, my mom also has weird stories like that. She told me one where she was driving by a graveyard and um, she saw a gravestone, like could read it clear as day, the name, date of birth, date of death, all that. And she's nearsighted. So like unless she's wearing glasses, she can't see like 15 feet in front of her, right? But she could read this gravestone like probably a couple hundred yards away. No problem. Didn't know who the grave belonged to though. She didn't recognize the name. And she asked her parents about it, and it turned out that it was uh, one of her mom's friends who passed away. But I guess, like, he wanted to really meet my mom when she was born, when she was younger, but never really got the chance to be around her too much. So, I don't know, it was kind of like a, he was looking out for her sort of thing, maybe like sort of a reminder. But um, I grew up in an environment where that was pretty common, that was normal, you know? So... I finally got into ghost hunting when I was probably about 12 and I would always, the way I described it is I get this feeling of like euphoria, like, you know, when you first wake up and you stretch, just that feeling of like lightheadedness almost, um, whenever we walked into a room and I got that, that feeling like that lightheaded feeling, um, mixed with like a, a scent that I would smell, just like a really flowery, like an old perfume smell. Um, that's, was kind of like an indicator to me that we were about to get some really good answers. It happened to me a lot at the Parks Bentley place when I first started going there. That was like the first spot I ever investigated in Southlands Falls, New York. Um, so I don't know. I guess I have some connection with the other side. Um, in middle school, I also gave some readings to a few of my friends. I actually described one of my friend's, uh, grandfathers to them. Like, I guess I described one of the pictures that they had of him, like, down to the way he was standing and where he was standing. But I've never seen, like, I'd never been to their house or I've never met their grandfather because he had passed away before we'd even been born. So it's like, I don't know. I don't like talking about this because I don't want to be regarded as, like, a medium or a psychic or anything. Um, But at some point, I do want to get one of my friends on the podcast that I gave a reading to so they can kind of tell their side of the story. Like, it's been... Jeez, I think I gave the readings in like sixth and seventh grade, but you know, it's, it's been a few years, so I'm sure some of the details have been lost to time, but, um, yeah, I'd go around, I'd give readings to people. I'd get those feelings in certain areas. Um, and then we'd get good responses. So I feel like I'm kind of sensitive to the other side, but, um, recently I've been trying to tap into them more. Um, Back on our first big group trip that I went on with the South Glens Falls Paranormal Society, the group where Steve and I met, uh, back on our first big trip that I was able to go on, we went to Newcastle, Pennsylvania to the Haunted Hillview Manor. Um, so before we went, I watched Insidious 3. It's like where the demon is the dude in the hospital gown. Terrible idea because it's an old haunted hospital. So the entire time we were there, I was so scared that I was going to see like that apparition but luckily enough, I didn't, but we still had a really good active, active night there. And 
when I came home, my parents were all excited to hear, you know, my first ever big ghost hunting story. So that was cool. But the following day, um, my parents left work. It was the middle of the summer. So, you know, I was just sitting home playing video games or whatever. Um, in my old house, I had two rooms. So I had like an office room or a gaming room and my sleeping room that I only really went in to sleep. And they were separated by one of those doors you had to like latch to open and close. So, you know, whenever I played video games, I'd usually close that middle door just so I wasn't getting distracted or anything. But um, almost every night, like, like clockwork, I would see someone pass in front of my door from my sleeping room because um, it had like a glass top. You know, it had like a window on the top of the door almost. Um, I would see someone walk by that doorway and kind of peek into my room every single night like clockwork. It was always around 8 p.m. Now we saw it as my parents because, you know, it was a new house. We had first moved in. So I figured they were just checking into my room, make sure was all, I was all right. But uh, after a few few months of living there and that happening every night, I asked them why they did that every night. And they never slept upstairs. I think they said they slept upstairs like the first month. And then after that, they would always sleep downstairs. So I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, apparently we have other visitors in the home. But um, as I was saying, yeah. I usually closed that middle door when I was gaming and stuff so I wouldn't get distracted by the door swinging or seeing stuff on the staircase, you know, stuff like that. So I'm sitting there playing Rainbow. I think I was playing Rainbow Six, the, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. That's a fun game. Don't play it anymore. But um, I heard my door, like the latch, come up. So I was like, oh, that's weird. Maybe my parents came home, got upstairs without me hearing them. So I stood up and I went to go like push the door open and as I stood up the door swung open by itself and no one was there. So being the day after I got home from Hillview, I think that's what really scared me because it's one thing to go looking for ghosts at an old creepy location, but to have something follow you home I think is awful. It was absolutely terrifying to me. Um, so at that point I just kind of like I stood up, I said, no, you have to go back to where you came from, and I slammed the door, latched it, went back to playing Rainbow, because I was total. I didn't want to deal with whatever just happened, but that really scared me for a long time, so I feel like I just totally shut off my ability, or I, I tried to close it out, um, like if I ever got that smell, or that feeling um, going forward, I would always ignore it, if I ever got like the the movie playing in my head, I would always just kind of ignore that, um, it really scared me for a long time, but more recently, I feel like I've been opening up to it more, so I've been vocalizing a lot that I want to kind of reconnect with that ability, um, you know, I want to try to get that, that movie playing back in my head, I want to be able to visualize things again, but, um, one really weird thing that's happened to me recently is I was driving back from my friend's house. I was going to go to the gym and it was, you know, it was dark out. So I couldn't really see outside my car. Um, I got in my car, you know, started it waiting for it to warm up because it was cold out. Um, I pulled out, started making my pre-workout, cranked my music. I was getting pumped. You know how it is right before the gym. And I got about halfway to the gym and I heard someone clear as day whisper my name. It was over the music. It was over like all the ambient noise from me, you know, opening my pre-workout shaker bottle and shaking that around, all that other stuff. 
So I thought someone was in the car with me. Um, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, oh, maybe my friend just got in the back seat and they like wanted to go to the gym or they're trying to be funny or whatever. So I turn on my dome light. I turn around, look in the back seat. No one's there. So mildly terrifying. Um, turn off the dome light. I get to the gym. Um, immediately I open the door. I unlock the car. I open the back seat door. You know, I'm like ripping my car apart. I'm like, there has to be something in here that, you know, maybe it's like a recorder or something or my phone made a noise. I don't know. I was just trying to like make myself feel better about it, but no one was in the car. Nothing was in the car that would have made that noise. My car doesn't make vocal tones, so it wasn't my car, but yeah. Um, I've also been seeing a lot more shadows recently, like shadow figures. I used to not really be sensitive to that too much. Um, like that few year period where I turned off my ability, my ability, quote unquote. Um, I feel like I would never see shadow people, but more recently, as I've been opening myself back up to it, I've been seeing a lot more. Um, I don't know if like, it's just me playing tricks, like my mind playing tricks on me, or if I'm actually becoming more vulnerable to it again, but yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles because, like I said, I never talk about this. I don't like talking about it because it just sketches me out. Like I said, the whole idea of being able to see stuff or uh, have stuff follow me to like to where I'm living, where I'm supposed to be safe, my home, you know, that just kind of freaks me out. Um, but yeah, since I'm kind of talking in circles, I feel like this is a good spot to end the podcast. So... I hope you guys either learned something new or found something interesting. I know I haven't really spoken about this extensively to a lot of people, so chances are you probably never heard any of this. So hope you found that interesting. If you have any thoughts about how maybe I can open myself back up or if I should open myself back up, I guess, um, let me know down in the comments. I don't know if your platform has comments, actually. So hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. Um, those will be linked down below. Check out Summer and Sienna. Their Instagram will be down below. Um, and then, of course, Steve, Haunted Nights. Those will all be down below as well. If you made it through this full 18 minutes of me rambling, props to you. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Um, screenshot and send me a, a tweet or something showing me that you made it all the way through. I'll give you a follow back or something. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, thank you guys again for listening. Next podcast episode will likely be a structured history video like usual, but I think I'm going to start doing more of these where I just kind of sit here and ramble for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. So you can kind of listen to it in the car um, and maybe learn a little bit more about me, kind of get a feel for my personality, that sort of thing. But yeah, you guys made it all the way through. Again, thank you so much and I'll catch you guys in the next one. See you later.